when you hear the word impossible, like what does that mean to you? The first thing, literally the first thing I hear when I hear the word impossible, I hear bet. Challenge accepted. Mm. Okay, now that we move past impossible, what where, where are the obstacles that I can't that you say I can't do? And we're gonna figure it out one by one. Love with it. the help of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of coffee, a little bit of Jesus. A little bit of coffee <laughs> and Jesus. Never hurt nobody, no way. <laughs> never, never hurt nobody, no way, no how. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress audio experience with Joy Sanders. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. You know, I was looking at reading your story and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there are so many things that anyone else living this could have been like, well, that's impossible. And I was like, I wonder what his mantra is or what he thinks when he hears impossible. Okay, what do you think of? When you hear the word resilient. I just hear pulse. As long as you have a pulse, that means mm. something of fruition can come out of it. So when everything goes wrong, when you lose a loved one, when you're dealing with COVID, when you lose a job, when things don't go your way, you still got that pulse in your heart. That means yeah. you're literally embodiment of resiliency. So when you forget mm. everything else, you, you can't, it's dark as I don't know what, you hear that heart still beating? That is the a reminder constantly every yeah. moment you take a breath is telling you you are the definition of resiliency. So if this thing that. can keep going, I got no excuse not to. Oh, I love that. Like as long as there's still breath in you, you have to keep going. You have to keep moving forward. I love that. One of the, I want to go back to something you said about bet when I was asking you about impossible. It reminded me of Sherry Shepard. Mm -hmm. And she was saying that um, when people say no, when people say impossible, um, she said, when people say no, she hears on, she hears it's on because yes. no, it's on backward. I was like, that was good. <laughs> I can't remember that Christmas movie that came out on Netflix. Uh, so Jay word, but uh, the song goes, the square root of impossible is me. I was like, yeah, I know that was a kid movie, but y'all that music, that score and that line landed so hard. I said, Oh, I need to run that back. <laughs> oh, what was the jingle jangle? Uh, yes, 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 jingle jangle. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh, I love that. Okay, so the one thing that we have in common, we have many things in common, but um, that we were both born pre premature. <laughs> you three months early, I'm two months early, both two pounds. Um, so we came in this world like we were ready to go. We didn't want to bake the full time. I think no. that's kind of brilliance, but you know, what do I know? So can you start to just kind of unfold um, a little bit of your story? What happened to you? 1999, um, I was seven years old. So we're thinking of, actually we're coming up on Valentine's day, actually. Um, so that time, 20 plus years ago now, I had lost my birth mom um, to heart failure. Now she endured lupus her entire life. Um, I think since 17, the age of 17. Um, so she's conditioned already to be a fighter, right? And so I remember this moment and I'm just like, wow, you know, and, you know, this isn't a pity party. This isn't me trying to use that as a form of sympathy or getting like that. I'm setting the stage because it's something that has happened. And I think many of us, especially in the BIPOC black community, we tend to not deal with stuff. We put it in a closet and we just set it there and hope that it never comes up again. In actuality, we yeah. really need to like, what does this mean? Now, again, I was only seven. So mm -hmm. by the grace of God and my father and everything that be in the stars alignment, you know, I wasn't like 
mega traumatized in the sense that it just stumbled me. Uh, I had a lot of questions, yeah. a lot of things I didn't understand. Now, that's the same thing for a lot of youngins in Chicago, um, in Atlanta, in LA, a lot of places where things happen. And you really don't understand now it happened later when you get older and you reflect back, sometimes your mind can block things. Yeah. And then other times it can open up and you're like, whoa, what's this? What's that? So I'm not focusing too much on that moment, but I'm saying as a reflection to anyone listening that sometimes it's good to just go back and walk through those obstacles, walk through those pitfalls, walk yeah. through those moments of traumatization because you really need to get clarity. You really need to understand, did this impact me? How? And how mm -hmm. do I go on beyond that? And so yeah. thankfully, um, the following year, my father remarried. Um, I don't even call her my stepmom. She is my mother. Um, yeah. Henrietta, Susan, I love you if you're watching. I love you. Um, she came in and I mean, I know this with my heart that my birth mother would have been proud. This lady uh -huh. has pushed me to no end. Y'all want to know where I get my grit, my determination yeah. from? This lady came in and said, oh, you got a 95? Why didn't you get 100%? Okay, mm. let's run that back. Let's get that going. Let's get that going. It was never a, I couldn't. Yeah. Either you can or it's not meant for you to get. Don't mm. say the opposite. And I was like, yeah. okay, and if you and if it's not meant for you to get, let it go, figure out what you can do and keep it moving. So she was definitely one of the strongest people in my life to really catapult me to this focus mentality I've developed today. Yeah, and then you answered my next question. So I was wondering how that might have impacted you. And so then now you have this exceptional woman into your life. Things are moving forward pretty smooth until 2015. Yes. <laughs> so it's funny because it took a few years for me to even be like, hey, this happened to me because, you know, when you're dealing with jobs, when you're dealing with people, you don't want weird conversations. Like, because people look at you different. Like, are you all right? You all good? And if you're wondering, um, I had brain surgery. I mean, what? What? Come again? Can you say, can you run my back? Can now, what back? led to you having brain surgery? Um, so unfortunately, I got, um, it was an incident that happened at a restaurant. Me and my then fiance, now wife, were sitting, uh, having a great conversation. Um, something was dropped on me. Something very <gasps> insignificant, right? Um, that led to a series of situations where I'm just kind of like, it's a concussion, no big deal. Keep moving, keep moving. Oh, it's no big deal. And that, I mean, again, you think of the the framework of our human, you know, our bodies and how yeah. micro contact could create ripples and could cause issues. Um, yeah. So put it down to a science. So our brain is like floating with fluid. Basically because of this, this pro propelled me to make three times that or even five times depending on what was going on. So, I mean, if the, imagine like you got a water and you plumbed the sink and you keep pouring mm -hmm. water in. Well, most people, they have a plunger. They can just, I mean, think it just goes right through. Mine, it's raising, it's raising. This pressure has to go somewhere and it wasn't releasing. So I'm getting headaches, um, you know, blacking out sometimes, blurred vision, you know, all that different stuff. And so, what you know, after a while, I'm like, okay, this is not like no concussion. This ain't no like yeah. seasonal water. Something serious going on here. So you go through a whole series of stuff. Anyway, fast forward at the end of it, I had to get surgery. That was, that was a determining factor. Um, mind you, this was like literally two months to the day of my wedding. So it's like, oh my God, what am I doing? And you know how you know how we black people do? We talk, we we go through scenarios. You like, is it meant to be? Like, what is going on? It's a sign from the Lord, you know, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> thankfully, obviously, surprise, I survived that. Um, yeah, was able to understand. We got through the whole wedding. You know, happy, happy, joy, joy. 
Um, I was good. I was good. Were you afraid? Like, can I ask you that? Like, were you afraid though? Because I'm just thinking, okay, you're, I just want to go back so that we can kind of recap this. So you're, you're at this restaurant with your fiance, someone drops something on you. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, Oh, it's crazy to me. And then, you know, in, in your few months from your wedding, <laughs> like, were you afraid? You know what I mean? Why I'm asking, like, I'm just like, were you at that moment? Like, okay, <laughs> this wedding may not happen. Like, how am I supposed to, it's crazy to me. I just can't imagine. Like, I know you were talking about, is it a sign from God? Like, you know, what's going to happen and all those things. But then if I'm not mistaken, you had, you had that surgery. Then you had to have another surgery. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, you know, the question became, is this going to be a pattern? Because that's the first thing that came to my mind. Mm. Because uh, raised in the church, strong family foundation, you know, not saying that, you know, the woman can't provide and be a leader of the home. Uh, but I took the response to myself like, hey, you know, I need to make sure I can be of value. I can support my wife as well as myself. I don't want to be in a situation where I am now unable to do so because I knew the alternative would be a, definitely a harder struggle to go by. Uh, so that was something I was leaning on and thinking about. And it's very hard, you know, but I think about when I got through this one. All right. Okay. Okay. All right, I can get through this one too. And mind you, I, I'm keeping a job through all this. So I'm I'm still running, you know, as a as a marketing manager for a whole global contract manufacturing company while going through this whole thing. You know, this wasn't like Troy, you can be off and be chill somewhere in some some hut for a few months and come back. <laughs> you know, it was and yeah. it's almost the, the running joke is can he can he because that was the biggest concern for me was would I still be me? Because it's yeah. my arm, it's my leg, you know, if it's your stomach, you know, you, but this is my brain. This is like the intimate details that makes me, me. And yes. wrong, strong, one wrong misstep, one movement here, movement there, then I, I can come yeah. out a little bit different. That was, that was the biggest concern because I knew my skill set was in my creativity. That's what I identified as, is where my growth came from. That's what I really managed and became as far as a marketer and digital, social, all that stuff. So, you know, you look at back then, and I'm putting this, I'm trying to give in perspective for everyone because I'm not trying to make this a sad story. But, you know, when you deal with fear, it's there. So you have to acknowledge it. You see the people yes. go through different stages of cancer. It's like, and people think I'm so strong. Let me put this in perspective. Yeah. It wasn't that I was so strong. It was that either I do this or I, you know, the alternative. I have no other choice. Right. This is my only choice. So many times people look at a lot of people going through stuff like I'm strong. I didn't choose this. I didn't <laughs> volunteer like yeah. someone going off to war. I'm in my own war, my own battle. But this was not my, this is my lot. But I didn't choose this. But this is the only clear path. I've yeah. All the other options. So we went through it, came to the other side. This one was the worst one because mm -hmm. now that had to actually add something to regulate. So if you all know what a sub pump is and how it works with water and everything, that's literally what they need to do to regulate what was going on in my head. But fast forwarding to the following year, I think everyone sees a pattern. So if you're listening, you're probably like, oh, don't tell me. Oh, don't tell me. I'm telling you, yes. Unfortunately, I had to get a third one. The third one was a revision from the second one. Three surgeries, three. Subsequential years, yes. And so now I'm really like, Lord, I hope this isn't a pattern. You know, this is like, I can't keep doing this. This is this is something else. 
Um, and so I, I think to those three years, um, especially 2017, which was the third surgery, that's when um, I needed to make more money. So I had left the company that unfortunately didn't want to pay me more, even though I was doing a lot. And you know, I get it, you know, it's business. So I went to somewhere else and yeah. it was like a bait and switch situation. They saw the value, but then they kind of turned the tables and here we are. So I had to work, you know, I had 13 W-2s in 2017. Oh my gosh. I'm working three jobs at one time twice. You know, I got real comfortable being the Amazon guy, putting packages and everything. And, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, the thing is about the mindset about that, you know, I tell people all the time, don't focus on, um, the distance, focus on yeah. the destination. And so yeah. I'm looking at, I just need to pay my bills. Absolutely. I just need to keep a roof over our heads, keep lights. That was a perspective. It wasn't, oh, you're this executive that's fallen from grace. And now you're working, you know, this and this and this. It didn't matter because am I able to do it? Yes, I am. Because Mirage, you had three brand search. I could have been a vegetable. I could not have been able to work, but I have been given the truth of my lens. So that perspective, don't care. Does this job plus this job plus this thing over there provide for my family? Yes. So then that means move forward. Why am I thinking this way? Because, hey, I can still work a night job to fill in the gap. I still have my ability in my brain to serve others in this mm -hmm. other capacity by day. And I can still do side work. Is that a lot of work? Was I only sleeping maybe three to four hours, five tops a day? Sure. That was my lot. That was my period. But I got through it because I'm focusing on the destination and not the distance. And too many times we get stuck because right now, yeah. oh, it's getting really hard to yes. grow. You have to go through resistance. To grow, you must go through certain things that you don't want to, to get to the other side of it. Now that was my lot, that was my time, that was my season. I knew that wouldn't be always, but at the same time, we always forget when we on the other side of it, guess what? Just cause you're not in something, somebody else is. So be yes. thankful for what you are, be thankful what you do have because it could have been a lot worse. And Excellent. it is a lot worse. I don't always think this and I'm done. Somebody somewhere is doing more than you mm. with less. When you think I can't give no more, I can't do no more in your yeah. business, in your life, with your relationships. I can't give not a cent more. I am done. Somebody yeah. is still doing more than you with less than you will ever have. Yeah. And when I keep that perspective, I have no excuse. Oh, that's good. It's so true. And I like that because it's it, like either someone is either coming out of a storm, they're in the midst of a storm or they're going into a storm. And I love how you put that. Like you have to just keep going because, you know, it's we have a, a woman that's coming up on the show that has such a story and her whole platform is like she has this horrible thing happened to her and her response was so what? <laughs> so what? This happened to me. That doesn't give me an excuse to stop. You know, oh, that's crazy. Okay, well, praise God you're here. <laughs> Thank you so very much for all of your knowledge. I feel very inspired. Thank you for the value that you added to my tribe today. Thank you to the value that you're adding to uh, myself. Um, and this is adding to your legacy um, because every life that you touch through this and through your work is part of the legacy that you may not even get to see. So go ahead and just collect your crowns now. It's done. <laughs> and there needs to be a toy and chore part two. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let the people see. Uh, I'll be back. Listen, we might need to do that. Desiree said, preach, Troy. <laughs> I'm telling you, gotta love a man that loves Jesus. 
And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Yeah.